As I shared earlier, today is Laughter Sunday. It's a day when we celebrate that God indeed has the last laugh. It's a God conquered the powers of death and evil and proclaimed that the power of love, the power of life, wins. What is it that makes us laugh? I think one thing that makes us laugh is when we are surprised. We're going along, we're going along, and we're expecting some result, and all of a sudden there is a reversal of what we expect, and that reversal surprises us, and we grin, or maybe we even laugh. Here's an example of what I'm talking about, and I got this one out of a sermon I came across. This man takes his dog to a travel agent in Hollywood, um, and he finally gets in to, to meet... Did I say travel agent? Yes. Well, I didn't mean travel agent. I meant, um, <laughs> this is already starting off good, isn't it? A, um, what's it called? Talent agent. Yeah, same thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> I might as well stop. It's going to go downhill. He goes in to meet with a talent agent and um, brings his dog with him. And he tells the talent agent, I'm going to make both of, this dog is going to make both of us very rich. And the talent agent goes, oh, really? Oh, show me. So the guy looks at his dog and says, Fido, what is it that's on top of a roof, top of a house? And the dog responds, roof. And the talent agent goes, oh, come on, buddy. You know, I don't have time for this. Come on. goes, well, let, let me, one more. Let me try another one. Um, Fido, he turns to Fido, Fido. Uh, what do you call the surface of sandpaper? And the dog responds, rough. And the fellow goes, okay, that's enough. I've got all these people out here I'm trying to meet with, and, and you're just wasting my time. He starts pushing them out the door, and the fellow says, just one more. And he kind of pauses, the, the talent agent does, and the, the man goes, uh, Fido, who is the greatest baseball player of all time? And the dog responds, Ruth. So they... The guy just pushes them out the door, and there the man and the dog are walking out to the sidewalk, and the dog looks up at the man and goes, DiMaggio. <laughs> the reversal, it was funny, wasn't it? The reversal is what made us giggle or laugh or groan. God is in the business of reversing expectations. And on this Laughter Sunday, we do celebrate the great reversal that the power and death of evil has, has been defeated and it doesn't win after all. The power of resurrection in showing us the way of God is the way of love shown us in Jesus. Resurrection shows us that that power wins. And in this Easter season, we are reminded that that power of resurrection didn't just happen 2,000 years ago. It still happens because Christ is still risen. Our text this morning reminds us of the power of, of that Easter continues. We've jumped ahead since last Sunday when we read about the resurrection itself. And in that time, after that time, Jesus was with his disciples for about 40 days. He ascended up into heaven. About 10 days later is the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit comes. And then those who were followers of Jesus began to gather together, calling themselves Christians, those of Christ. Later on, their first name would be called people of the way because they were seeking to follow in the way of Jesus. And these folks were trying to figure out what it means to live together as this group of believers 
It was getting harder and harder, though, because the Jewish religious leaders were not really caring for this growing group of those of Christ. And actually, they arrested Peter and John and told Peter and John they have to quit talking about this resurrection stuff. And Peter and John said, well, you can do with us whatever you want to, but we can't quit talking about this. They finally let Peter and John go. But of course, if you read on in the book of Acts, it's only going to get worse. That's our context for today. Last week, we read in Mark about two women that come to the tomb. They hear some news that he's risen. And then that story ends in this way, in Mark's gospel. So they, the two women, they went out and fled from the tomb, for terror and amazement had seized them, and they said nothing to anyone, for they were very afraid. That's how the resurrection story ended last week. And now we get to this story today with a group of people who I'm going to call the Easter Church, still trying to live out this reversal of expectations as people of resurrection. And because we are people who trust that Christ is risen and that the power of resurrection is still alive in life today, maybe some of the practices that we read today, they might speak to us today as well. We read right away that it says the whole group of believers were of one heart and mind. Now I would assume that being of one heart and one mind doesn't mean that these folks agree on everything. We would read in other places in the book of Acts and then in Paul's letters to the different churches that there were strong and serious disagreements that would go on in the life of the church. Maybe though that notion of being of one heart and one mind suggests not that it's their ways of thinking that guides them, but it's their new life in Christ that guides them. That's the power of the resurrection, the power of the risen Christ. That is what directs their hearts and minds. And that way is a way that Jesus lived his life, a life of embrace for those who have been rejected, and a life that speaks out against those who abuse those who have been tossed aside in life. Being a heart and mind, that is what the Easter church does. And frankly, in a world, and in a nation, and in a community, and even in the life of the church where so much that goes on among people is anything but one heart and one mind, perhaps we need a good reminder of the power of resurrection in the Easter church. A power that reverses expectations and lives in ways in how we might say the real world works, even though that is not the real world. An Easter church isn't focused on making sure that everybody is happy and comfortable, where the power of resurrection is always calling on us to deny ourselves and take up a cross and follow. And taking up a cross is anything but what any of us would ever want to do. But that's what takes place when the power of resurrection guides us as one heart and one mind. And then another resurrection practice we see in this early church, this Easter church, is how they viewed their possessions and on what to do with their possessions. Did you hear what it said? No one claimed private ownership of any possessions, 
But everything they owned was held in common. Now it gets worse. There wasn't a needy person among them, for as many as owned land or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of what was sold, and they laid it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to each as any had need. Now I hope you're thinking what I think when I read this, and think, that's nuts. You've got to be kidding me. Sell their houses and their land and give the proceeds to whoever needs it? Now that flies in the face of everything all of us have ever known about what it means to live in life. Is there anything that is more a reversal of expectations than what this Easter church is doing here? Now I'll admit, there's many scholars who are quick to point out that we don't read about this anywhere else. We read it in Acts 2, we read it here in Acts 4, and we don't read it about anywhere else. In all the different letters that Paul writes to different churches, we don't hear anything about this common possession stuff and everybody selling all their stuff. It's unique here. But I would suggest that it would be good for us not to dismiss this as some crazy fantasy because that would discount the power of resurrection on the power of God to reverse how things are. Instead, I think another resurrection practice for us as the Easter church is maybe to rethink what it means when we say that our possessions belong to me and to mine, that my stuff is mine. As we live in a society where there's so much focus on getting more and more and spending and using up more and more, perhaps the Easter church is being called to live in a different way, knowing that God does indeed provide and that God does provide for all and that the call for us who have is to reach out to those who do not have Perhaps the Easter church is called to focus not on the rich and not on preserving our own riches, but on looking out for those who are poor, for those who go without, for those who are forgotten in our community and in our world, to speak up for those who have no voice to speak themselves. I know, if you're really listening to me, you know this is crazy talk. It's definitely a reversal of everything we might hope for in life. But I think that is just what God is calling us as an Easter church to do. How God wants us to be. Embracing the power that came not just 2,000 years ago, but embracing a power that is still alive and well in the here and now. Embracing a power that isn't just about how to get to heaven but it's embracing a power that guides us in the right now of life. Here's a quote I read recently from a minister, Nib Stroop, who was a minister down in Atlanta, so you know he's got to be good. Here's his, here's his quote. The point of the life and death and resurrection of Jesus of Nazareth is not just what happens to us when we die, but rather what happens to us when we live when we discover and rediscover the presence of God in our lives, the presence that reverses all expectations. Church, 
How might we live as an Easter church? How might we live as a people in our gathering together and in our lives outside this gathering? How might we live as a people whose life reflects that reversal, that resurrection that God is bringing about? How might resurrection guide us in what we do and what we think? I would suggest that if we're not being challenged in what we do and what we think, then that the power of resurrection isn't working on us. Because the power of resurrection is always going to make us uncomfortable. Let me offer up one crazy example. I read it in one of my journals just a couple weeks ago, and this actually happened in January, and it's in Canada, but it's from a February 12th um, news article. On a cold day in December, Leah Ross of Winnipeg came home to discover her house was ransacked. She called the police, a neighbor, and the church across the street. Then a young woman showed up at her door. It was the burglar. It was a 17-year-old girl who had come back to retrieve her keys and phone which she realized she had left behind. Once Ross realized that the girl was not violent, she invited her into her kitchen and fed her ginger snaps and eggnog until the police arrived. Ross later received a Christmas card from the burglar's parents, thanking her for being kind to their daughter who has a drug addiction. Ross refused to press charges. In our day where we talk about punish and I'm going to get mine and you did this to me so I'm going to get you. What radical reversal of expectations that lady showed. Let me suggest too that what we're going to witness here in just a moment is another example of resurrection power among us. Because in a bit, one of our young people will join the four others who came forward last week. She's coming forward to give up her life so that she might take up new life, guided by the way and the power of Jesus. Last week I shared this, and I'm going to share it again. When our baptism class began, I sent out a letter to the families. And in it, I told all those who would be in the class to be thinking on this one question throughout our whole times we would be together. Here's the question. Do you trust Jesus enough that you are willing to give your life to Him? Last week, four young people said yes, and one more will do it again today. Here's for us. Do you trust Jesus enough that you will let the power of resurrection turn your life into something brand new? A true reversal of what folks expect of us and even of what we might expect of ourselves. For the gift of resurrection power, we give thanks to God and we give thanks to God for God's love. Amen.